So if childhood was a little rough, I'm not going to say it wasn't. I was born on the road. Uh, I always say that uh, I was born accidentally in Illinois, but I'm going to change that. I was born on the road. Uh, they yeah. call me Tommy Calle. I'm a Callejero. I started early on. Uh, my mom and dad were on the road to Illinois. My dad's brother, Jesus Campos, had developed a brain tumor. He was developing a brain tumor and, you know, family being concerned and worried. They got on the road. Uh, my mom's water broke. I was born in Winfield, Illinois. Uh, but luckily, my mom, being a good, smart woman, never set me down. So I never set foot in Illinois. Influences growing up, uh, TV. I guess I guess TV was the influence. TV was the babysitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, favorite yeah. actors. You know, Michael Landon from uh, House on the Prairie was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just my dad in an early age uh, to a in a water heater explosion at ten years old. He uh, wow, I'm sorry. He, he passed away. No, no, it's just the beginning of the chapter, right, uh, yeah. of my life. So dad on TV, Michael Landon, Little House on the Prairie, little Joe from Bonanza, right? Michael Landon. Mm -hmm. He was definitely like an influence. Harry Winkler, the Fonz from Happy Days. Yeah. I'm definitely showing my age, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm showing the age, but it's okay. A bit. <laughs> it was in the age of, of, of great TV that I remember. And um, I remember, I was talking to a friend of mine, Jacinto Rodriguez, who, here later on this year, I'll be doing an actor's workshop camp with my boy. It's a, it's an acting class in San Antonio somewhere in March or yes, March. Like I'll be out there teaching an actor's workshop. But Jacinto Rodriguez and I were talking and we were like just getting our quotes together and, and mm -hmm. we both agreed, you know, growing up uh, with our, with our familias. Asking the question, hey, how do I get on TV, mama? You know, and our parents not having that answer. And that's kind of like what Pete thought. It's just of like, all right, I got to find out what's up and how I can be on TV. Mm. And so curiosity starts to peak, you know, your interest yeah. as, as a kid. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know if that's really where it started. I'm, I'm going to say yes, because other influences came along and that was in the form of my administrators, my teachers, mm -hmm. people that took uh, time to, to see something within me and, and point it out, pat me on the back. And that happened with the teacher way back when leading into your next question here that, that, that I remember yeah. you were going to ask me. So, uh, yes, about Miss Chapa. I noticed you yes, mentioned her. So who you know, is Miss Tapa? Miss Tapa was my 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 theater. Uh, she was a teacher. She was a teacher for theater arts out there in high school at Mission High School. I graduated in '91. Uh, was in various plays since um, let's see '89, '90, '91. Miss Tapa just I guess she saw somebody else just being picked on and bullied in school and little kid that was just wandering through the halls, possibly lost at times. And I remember she pulled me aside and was like, you gotta, you gotta come check out theater, you know, as an elective, mm -hmm. all about here, blah, 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 that. And she just got me out of the, out of the, out of the halls during lunch or off the street during lunch because we had an off campus and many a times 
kids aren't up to any good when they have that yeah. off-campus lunch, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember she she uh, she just called me to her attention in the sense of just having jobs and tasks for me and just showing and sharing with me. And uh, Ms. Chapa, she really was a, an influencer in my life early on that pulled me aside. She was the first one to see something in me and the first one to pat me on my back and say, good job. Uh, I, I don't really recall having that early on, you know, losing my father yeah. and my mom being so busy working and just being in, in a yeah, break at home. You call the, what did Ms. Jen say? Culturally diverse. Uh, Ms. Jen, what was that? Culturally diverse background. Yeah, culturally diverse <laughs> background. Yeah, I grew up in the ghetto. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. um, it was, it was just, it was a beautiful childhood. I'm not going to say it wasn't. I grew up in the real Grand Dolly, Mission, Texas, home of Tom Landry. Uh, beautiful, beautiful city. I love my little town. Nice. I think those people like Miss Chapa are so important growing up. And I don't think you know, there's Ms. enough Chapa was of those the reason people. I got the key to the city. Really? <laughs> I think so. I mean, honestly, um, <laughs> when, when Mission, Texas was offering me the key to the city, I had a simple request. I just wanted to see Miss Chapa. I had to see Miss Chapa. I wanted to thank her. I really wanted her there, but once they got me in contact with her, and gave me her number. I found out she was in Colorado. Uh, oh, she wow. had opened up like a whole theater workshop, and she's still doing the same thing. And I was just like, "Wow, this is great. This is great." So, did you so, end up talking to her? I did. I ended up talking to her. We talked a good little while. I even. Uh, I even said I'd, I'd be willing to go out to Colorado. I mean, I think she knew I was a cannabis activist by then. So I was like, oh, there's plenty of reason for me to be in Colorado. Come see you first and foremost. I'm going to come see some flower. Then I can come teach an actor's workshop. <laughs> hey, now you have to work together. <laughs> so yeah. how, did, how did you get into being a stuntman? How did you even get into that? Uh, I, I attribute stunts to my mom. You know, my mom got me. Got me prepped up early for it with all those. <laughs> listen, boy, listen. Listen, boy, listen. You learn how to dodge the chunkla. Yeah, I learn how to like do dive rings early and take a good chingasso. I learned how to fan. <laughs> I got involved on the movie The Alamo. Came to town back in. When was that movie, Mr. Yoda? 2003. 2003, wow, back in 2000, wow, really? Billy Bob, right? Billy Bob Thornton was, uh, yeah, he was Davy Crockett, and he he was very instrumental in helping me become one of his executioners. I remember Billy Bob Thornton was signing autographs that day to all extras on on set, and I, I was standing in line, and I think he ran out of headshots, and Right at the time that I came up to the line, I was like, man, I ran out of pictures, buddy. And I was like, it's all right, man. I don't want your autograph. I just wanted to gift you something. He was like, oh, yeah? It's like, yeah, we've got something in common. He goes, oh, yeah? So we got a mutual friend. And I had some cannabis for him. I was oh. gifting him some <laughs> cannabis. And I said, you and I both got a friend. I got Billy Bong Thornton. I was referencing uh, a line from another movie. And he busted out laughing. He said, come on into the trailer. And. You know, we partook in, in a nice little cleansing and blessing of of of, of, of uh, meeting each other, being in each other's presence. And 
Yeah, we just started a nice little friendship. Uh, I told him my my number, not necessarily my name. I was an extra and there were over 500 mm-hmm. extras. And the relationship began. Uh, and towards the end of that movie, I was one of the executioners uh, for David wow. Crockett. I got into I got involved in stunts on the set of the Alamo because so many uh, so many soldiers were, you know, we were going through that uh, recreation re- reenactment of the Battle of the Alamo. So mm-hmm. soldiers dying over here, soldiers dying over there, and falling and falling off the Alamo. And I got to I got to learn how to fall by some of the most amazing stuntmen in the industry, Keith Willard and and uh, Phil Nielsen or my stunt coordinators teaching you a simple fall from from like 10 feet off a ladder uh, onto a mat simple simple things like well not so simple because you could get hurt with just a simple fall falling doing a dive roll but yeah. uh, that's where the training began training began on the set of the alamo uh, i did six months on the set of the alamo uh, and it was the best six months going into a world that was going to change my life. It was, it was never going to be the same. I knew then wow. right away it was never going to be the same. Did you know then that this industry was for you? Did you feel it? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say yes. Yes, but at the same time, no. I knew that this was the industry I wanted to be in. I just at that time did not really still know how I was going to go about it. Um, mm. I, I, I'll admit I was very stubborn starting out. I was stepping on toes and just fighting my way for recognition. Um, I, I, I hear about an audition somewhere and I would just go and show up to the audition, show up with my headshot, show up with a little resume. Um, I say stepping on toes because I didn't go the proper channels. Um, in the beginning to, 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 to be seen the way you should be seen, you know, going through the audition process, mm-hmm. getting the call from the casting director, asked to show up and, and whatnot. I was pretty, pretty stubborn and bold in, in the beginnings. And looking back, I kind of wish I wasn't so much because I feel like that, that may have caused the, the ripple of, mm-hmm. of discomfort at times. You know, I could be pretty abrasive and confrontational and raw and unfiltered. And, and yeah. that that can uh, be seen however it's going to be seen. Some accept it, some don't. And, and well, I've received yeah. it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you land the role of Boaz? How did you land that? So I got called to do minimal dialogue and deliver a stunt by, by Russell Towery, stunt coordinator, RoboPop. He's like, hey, you're an actor, right? He's like, sure, yes, sir. We were just coming off of working with Robert Rodriguez on From Dust Till Dawn, the TV series. I'm in episode mm-hmm. three on that miniseries, uh, From Dust Till Dawn. The episode is called Mistress. And um, they were looking for Hispanics. You know, Queen of the South was coming to town. It was going to be filming in Dallas. They filmed the first three seasons in Dallas, Texas. Season four, season five in New Orleans made them look like mm-hmm. Miami. Um, yeah. I get called to, to deliver minimal dialogue, take my stunt, chingazo. Um, <laughs> again, all of season one was going to be changed. I don't know what happened for for that narrative. They changed it uh, somewhere along yeah. the line. 
and I got I got called back and resurrected because originally I killed myself. I had like stabbed myself in the neck with a pen, and it, for me, the time that I filmed the first time, I was like, "This is this is epic. This is great. This is amazing." I think Miss Diola Leila Pettis, who I met way back when on the set of The Animal doing hair and makeup, was working that day too. I think I think you were on set when I was all bloody when I did that whole stabbing of mine. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I could be wrong. Miss Becky. Miss Becky. Sorry. Sorry. Wrong energy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so did but, you... Uh, uh, I remember I did my character and uh, we went to distance. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. So did you identify with the character? Did you find similarities like to the character with your own personality? Yeah, sadly to say, <laughs> sadly to say, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, they really catered the character Boaz for me. Uh, back in season one, they said, man, your energy is like overwhelming. And at the same time, it's just a calming, cheerful energy. Um, you're here, you're present. If we get a season two, we just really want to write more for you, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what season, what, what, what the seasons of Kuda South were going to be. Hell, all I thought was we had one once we got two and they brought me on and I saw the growth of Boaz happening. Um, it, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting. Uh, as yeah. far as I, as, a, as far as identifying to Boaz, yeah, most definitely. A lot of the yeah. energy is, it's just Joseph Thomas Coppola's energy where Joseph mm -hmm. came from how we could just mold it into the character. Uh, I was not to go without saying that um, they wanted me a little bit more extra uh, with the energy than, than what I was delivering at times. And that just had me look back into the past of where I came from. And I was like, all right, I can give you a little more crazy. I can give you a little bit more boldness. I can give you a little bit more boldness. The, what y'all yeah. saw and, yeah, and identified with Boaz. So did but, you have uh, any uh, creative control? Like, did you get to pick out like your, because I noticed yeah, like, uh, dressed, interestingly like enough, <laughs> I did. I had a lot of beautiful creative control on many, many, many occasions. Um, again, they were right for, for my energy and my, my, my person that it was, uh, hey, what, if, what would you say in this scene and how would you elaborate? And uh mm. I was like, okay, sure. So in season three, there's a scene where Colonel Cortez comes to talk to me. Mm -hmm. and, um, my psychologists are kicking ahead on the soccer field, um, delivering some dialogue about Camila's character or Veronica, Veronica Falcón's character, Camila. Mm -hmm. uh, I said something about she better watch her, her ass and her head. Mm -hmm. uh, now I see these actions. They come from the stunt world, the Alamo. Being an extra, yeah. I just wanted more interaction with my extras, my fellow extras, uh, my fellow my fellow brothers on the on the on the set. So, yeah, I I asked them to kick the head towards me. Like I asked an extra, like, "Hey, just kick that head to me. I want to engage with y'all. I want to ask." They're like, "You sure? I don't want to get in trouble." I said, "Look, man, I'm Boaz. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna make this scene better for them. They don't even know it." Mm -hmm. And. Uh, so, so just sharing with you an example of just adding to the character. 
I delivered my dialogue. I told the guys, uh, when I say Camila better watch her, her head and her ass, I better see that head rolling in my direction by that time. Yeah. Sure enough, that sure kicks it my way. I deliver my dialogue. I turn around, I kick that head. At season three, you'll see that. And I'm like, ha, 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 who's laughing now, pendejos? It's that one. It's the first time you see Boaz with his hair down and those uh, beautiful curls of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love the character so much because I feel like you saw, yeah, you saw the tough guy, but you also saw some vulnerability, like when he was talking about his love and, you know, his son. Like, you saw a soft side to him, too. I think that was important. Really, really? I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I was ever soft. <laughs> I would love to see a backstory on Boaz. I would love to see a backstory on Boaz too. Like, I will see with Ben. I didn't see no backstory. Sorry, that's my time. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's my time, Miss Nick. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm a busy man. You're a bye. Um, I'd like to see a backstory. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm not writing one because I have been working on, on the backstory of Boaz, but that's only, you know, maybe I'm being biased with that. Yeah, that'd be awesome, though, to do a backstory. So is there any roles that you would like to play that would people wouldn't expect from you? Like, would you like to play like maybe a, a good boy? Comedy? I like to do those buddy films. Uh, let me see. Uh, I wouldn't even mind being in a in a musical. You know, we really. Do it <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings me to my next question. How'd you get into music? Is that something you always wanted to pursue? You know what? Weird Al Yankovic. It's his fault. It's <laughs> his fault. I heard Weird Al years ago. You know. I'm fat, I'm fat, you know, I'm bad. You know, Weird Al, doing his parody music, I always just found so much joy in taking a song and making up my own rhymes to it, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And and just just being funny. I, I think I just like to laugh, and I play with the idea of, of making up my own words to a song, and hey, it's it's really little tease fault. Smell the product. When I saw Smell the Product on the show, um, I remember her doing her thing. I was working on American Crime, and I was like, I'm gonna start doing some music. You know, this lady's amazing doing her thing. Later on, I got the chance and opportunity to work with her on Queen of the South. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, I was dope. Full circle. I was like, this is pretty dope. This is pretty dope. Mm. I just thought she was just an awesome energy, you know, Mexicana yeah. the thing. And anyway, yeah, I think she was the reason why I even wanted to start doing music. Nice. Inspired me. So now you're in music videos, I see, with Louis the Singer. And... I'm doing music videos. I'm doing, doing, uh, doing features wherever I can sometimes, you know. But yeah, Louis the Singer's just been a force and an energy that, that I've had the pleasure of linking up with. Right? Yeah, uh, definitely. After I set out to uh, to make music, I went on. You know, I'm a big old cannabis activist. So yeah, when I'm thinking, all right, here I am by myself as Tommy Kaye. What am I going to sing about? What am I going to talk about? And I remember thinking this one cumbia, like enamorado de Juana. I'm just in love with the cannabis plant, right? So <laughs> yeah, I made that one song. I just wanted to make sure my song was great. So many liked it. Baby Bass was like, hey. What's up? 
what's up? I was like, bro, yeah. jump on this track. I had Tino Cochino. Tino Cochino was the first one that wanted to jump on my remix just because he loved playing my original track. I was like, all right. So I had two people and then Gringo MC, I worked with him with, uh, I was introduced to him by Baby Bash and Otic Empire and did this whole amazing mm-hmm. video way back when. So energy of people that I wanted to keep in mind, I had them, I had them there. Y'all can listen to Juana Maria Juana on YouTube or Spotify. It's on every streaming platform. Check it out. I'd appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I love seeing we, y'all link together. It's awesome. Oh, no, thank you. So, so I, I meet up with Louie and I'm like, hey, bro, I want to have you on some of my music. I remember <laughs> that. I remember like, hitting him up, like, I want to work with you, man. And we had certain people that were in the way of, of our communication. Once we got yeah. the, those people out the way, we kind of linked up. And, and, and it's, we've been inseparable ever since, I like to think. Worked on, awesome. on that amazing music video of his, Come and Take It. Yeah. And uh, the rest is behind us. We're on Brothers now. If y'all have not downloaded or streamed Louis' latest song uh, released onto the Universal Music Group from Nashville, Brothers' first album, Chris Bettis' band, Louis the Singer, I've had the pleasure of partaking in that music video. I'll wait till y'all see that music video. I know. I Just can't really. wait. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. So before we wrap up, because I know um, I've kept you on for a while, what I advice? I got on the road back to Texas here. Anyway, we're in we're in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Came out here yeah. to visit uh, facility Koi CBD, uh, creating balance daily. As as I keep expressing, I'm a heavy cannabis activist, and, and Oklahoma's got something nice out here. I've had the yeah. pleasure of checking out. So, what advice would you give to the younger JT? If I could go back in time and warn myself, yeah, I'd say be patient. Learn to get out of your own way early. <laughs> Learn to get out of your own way early, brother. You're going to meet an amazing energy in the force of a, of a Melissa Jennifer Rangapai. She's going to have to take care. <laughs> I remind myself of that. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to go into acting? If you want to go into acting... The moment you set out to do it, stop saying you're aspiring. Stop saying you're aspiring to do anything the moment you start it, because you're no longer aspiring. You're doing it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, JT. I know y'all got to get back to Austin. Um, oh, real quick, I you on mic, can I see your little one? Yes, yes. Little, you know, I will. I will. Hold on one second because I want him to I tell you. I want to meet you because of your kids' energy and the story you shared on your Instagram. Yes. When you were uh, following me on Instagram, I, I kind of started lurking back. I lurk everybody. Moment somebody <laughs> follows me, I start, okay, let me see. So um, I started yeah, following your page and I saw that you had this whole story about the school system and how they were doing your kid wrong and your kid being autistic. I've got nieces and nephews that have autism and your story infuriated me so much that it tugged on my heartstrings and I was like, this is my sister right here. So I followed back. Uh, yes, here we are. thank you. Fast forward to right here, right now. You're an amazing yes. woman. Your energy is amazing. You're so worthy of the light that you're blessed with. And, uh, this amazing energy of your child's, I could feel it. 
I could just feel yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. So let me see. Let me see Uncle Uncle Boaz's nephew. Come on, let me see my nephew. <laughs> I'm gonna let you say hi. One second. I'm gonna what get it real quick. <laughs> Would you like to be in the movies? Uncle. Uncle. I'm doing the movie as an extra with me. I'm working on a movie called The Treacherous Border. Twenty twenty four in South Texas. We're gonna have some child trafficking scenes. I'm saying I could use an extra, and I'm cast. I'm casting extras. Talk to Mama, find out if it's okay, and uh, I'll put you in the movies. He seems a little excited there. He, yeah, he called you Uncle. I love you, I love you, I love you, Uncle. If you ever be in the movies, I got you. Okay. Say thank you, Uncle. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for saying hi to him. No, thank you for letting me have that time. I appreciate it. And I mean, what I say, so I'm working on a movie called The Treacherous Borders here uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. It's going to be filmed 100% in the Rio Grande Valley. There are some subject matter uh, content in this movie that, you know, deals with life matters. I've got human trafficking taking place in it, uh, child trafficking you know, touchy subjects and, and subject matter, but there are no small parts on a film set, only small minds, and I know we don't have that here. This story has yeah. won already, like, 29 awards on the script itself. Uh, Lion and Tiger production of South Texas put an amazing story together. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have an amazing director in Fernando San Miguel. We got D11. That's like... Uh, that's that John Wick team. We got the John mm. Wick sub team. Some of the players there. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, What's it called again? The Treacherous Border. The Treacherous Border. Yeah, I wanted to catch. Yeah, I wanted to cast your child as one of the extras. You know, wow, child that would be awesome. Team. That'd be it's up be to awesome. you, mom. Okay, uh, I keep that in mind. I'll be in touch with that. So, what else do you got going on before we wrap up? Well, I've been uh, creating content for my Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash Toro Chingon family. Follow me there, please, on the Patreon. Start uh, start following the narratives I share with you all. You can follow me at jtcoppers1 on Instagram. Tap in, uh, click with me, uh, interact, engage with me on my lives. I like to go. You know, last year, I think I went... Uh, live 16 17 times a day sometimes just to interact with everybody not worried about uh not worried about what hollywood tells me sometimes Think about my own rules i remember hearing why do you go live so much like because i can you i know, love it I though you, you interact with your fans though that's why fans love you i, they do. Feel like I gotta they interact yeah. uh, i want to be there for for you guys you brothers and sisters keep in mind i'm doing a lot of things y'all want to be a part of it just give me a follow, give me a like, keep uh, keep LinkedIn, and uh, I just I appreciate you. All. I thank you for your time, Miss Nikki. Thank uh, I'm you. I'm glad that we could finally get this uh, interview yes. this year. It was supposed to be done last year, but now this year is good. Uh, yes. I truly appreciate you. Thank I you. Appreciate thank you, you so and much. all the brothers and sisters that I surround myself with. I'm uh, building a small, beautiful team of amazing energy. I've got. I've got strong men like my my brother man Brick, who just like Brick, Brick, who Brick yourself. <laughs> I still don't know your real name. <laughs> you do. 
I do like hollering and break better. Break yourself, baby. Uh, <laughs> I got somebody who says they're so flawless all the time and, and the beautiful energy of Taylor Alexa out there in Nashville, uh, helping Miss Jen do her things. I got beautiful, creative muse energy and the other Leila Bellis, uh, amazing energy. I messed this way back when on the Alamo on, well, energy like yourself. Awesome. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for being a real storyteller and sharing the stories. Mm -hmm.